The London Olympics may have reaffirmed Britain's place at the top table of world sport and sparked a wave of euphoria across the country, but for many of London's restaurants, the event has not yet proved to be so successful and business has ground to a halt. Despite the Games being billed as a major driver of footfall and business in London and the rest of the UK, it took only a few days before reports emerged of restaurants being affected by people avoiding the capital due to the Olympic crowds. Fears of the Olympics ghost town appeared to have been quashed at the beginning of this week as footfall was up in London's West End over the weekend. But does that mean restaurants across the capital could now be set for a record-breaking performance of their own? I'm Luke Nichols, and this is a Big Hospitality Podcast. Now, you may remember that in the build-up to the Olympics, Big Hospitality took a walking tour of Piccadilly with Transport for London's Ian Wainwright to find out what businesses should do to ensure they benefit from the potential of extra trade. And with the Olympics well underway, we headed back onto the streets of central London to find out just how much of an impact the Games are having on restaurants now. Right, OK, well, I've arrived here in Soho and it's mid-afternoon, and as I look around, there are people about, but it's not that busy. I'm in Dean Street, stood in front of the new Duck Soup restaurant. To my right is Kay Trey, and across the road is Tonkotsu, and none of them look as busy as you'd expect. I'm going to head into Duck Soup now to speak with manager Rory McCoy and find out what business has been like here. The week it started on, the beginning of that week, was um, brilliant because we've had a great few weeks... It's been busy in town, and I think the other restaurants would have said the same. Um, when it came down to the uh, Thursday, Friday, the opening ceremony, as I kind of we expected, it was pretty quiet. Uh, it was very quiet indeed, and the whole streets were, and the whole weekend was. And it wasn't until that was last week. It wasn't until Wednesday, yesterday, that I actually saw a difference in a pickup. But the streets are dead. There's nobody going. Nothing going on. Today's like now Friday, and the last two nights have been packed heaving, and I've seen a different, not totally different clientele, but I've seen not the classic tourists who come in wandering around the streets totally lost, but we've seen people who weren't necessarily living in London or whatever, probably here for various reasons. So there's a different change of people. Whether they're here for the Olympics, I don't know, and how it's going to be. And tonight there's lots of events on, and I don't know if it's going to be great. There's just not many people wandering around. And did you see a difference in trade in the months and weeks building up to the event? Did you see any differences then? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had some of the busiest weeks we've had um, in July, which was very promising um, and which was good. There was certainly a lot of people around in town. There's a clear difference, though, between a lot of people then and then suddenly just what well, appeared to be a massive evacuation. But we're not dead. And we're not quiet, we're still doing good business and we're still doing what we normally do. But as the Olympics making a difference, um, I think it's made a negative difference so far. Now, it seems like London's workers, residents and non-Olympic visitors have listened to the advice from Olympic organisers to stay away from potentially busy areas. And this is the result. Restaurants without Olympic venues close by are suffering and not benefiting from the extra trade they forecasted. Next, I took a short trip over to the offices of the British Hospitality Association. I wanted to put this issue to the BHA's chief executive, Uthi Ibrahim, to find out what could be done to improve the situation for the capital's restaurants after trade dropped 40% on average across its membership during the opening weekend of the Games. When you look at the experience of any previous host destination for an Olympic Games, you will see that there's always been a displacement of normal demand. Normal, as in, you know, international tourists that would usually go to the destination might think, well, actually, we'll not go to London this year, we'll go to Paris or Rome or somewhere else. It's going to be busy, um, we'll avoid it. So that kind of displacement is always to be expected. When you look at the restaurants, 
they've actually um, suffered quite a big drawback due to the Olympic Games. And that's because most of the footfall for restaurants is not actually international visitors in London. It's mostly people who are working and commuting through London or visiting London for the day. And it's that traffic which has actually stayed away from London for fear of gridlock and fear of congestion um, and advice to sort of get ahead of the Games, perhaps work from home in the weeks running up to the, uh, to the Games. People have actually stayed away from London. So we've seen all sorts of reports about London being like a ghost town. Um, and that's something that we have to address as well. Now, the good news is that the Mayor's Office, Transport for London, they've changed their messaging. But that's only happened within this week. We need to do, again, much, much more, much more aggressive marketing, much more tactical marketing, and try to bring traffic back into London because we can't take it for granted. There's absolutely no room for complacency. So steps are being taken to try and reinvigorate business at restaurants across London. But has the damage already been done? Next on my tour through London, I travelled across to Covent Garden to the recently reopened Tutton's restaurant. There I met Hugh Fowler, Managing Director of CG Restaurants, which oversees the venue. Fowler told me of his surprise at the lack of customers so far, and that he believes the ghost town effect was a direct result of attempts to scare people away from the capital. The week immediately prior, the effect started straight away. Uh, We'd also been blighted by dreadful weather until that week. And um, that was the first beautiful week of the summer, really, the, the week before the Olympics started. And although business was good, it was still not to the level that you might expect for a typical summer. It's the, the, the enormous exaggeration of just how bad the, the traffic chaos potentially was going to be has been the one thing that has stopped people coming. So I feel that the traditional English tourist that would have come to central London maybe on a day trip or something like that hasn't come and I do think that the there will be a great Olympic dividend in future years but I don't think it and maybe after the Olympics is finished but it isn't actually going to happen during the Olympics owing to them you know the way the government behaved and that well not really the government but transport for London and local they just did so much scaremongering that um, they frightened everybody off Now, there are some signs of positivity. Just yesterday, we reported that tube journeys to stations in London were up by 27% over the weekend just gone. And we've since spoken to a number of restaurateurs in the area who've seen a slight uplift in business. My name's Shamal, and I'm one of the founders from Dishim. That first week, um, I mean, the 27th destroyed. (laughs) No one was out in London at all. Um, I mean, Friday was terrible. I guess everyone was at home watching the ceremony. And that that week was pretty bad. But funnily enough, last week was, was... closer to where we would normally expect trade to be. And, and it's not just uh, tourists. I think, I think there are some tourists, of course, but um, we, we tend to rely on Londoners. And I got the sense that Londoners are, are coming back into town after being kind of slightly worried about the crowds, which didn't materialise, and transport has been generally fine, so people seem to have come back in. And the optimism for restaurants doesn't stop there. Many believe that the sales slump in August could be met by a significant boost in the following couple of months. You only have to look back to this time last year to remember the drop in sales caused by the August riots before the uplift of almost 20% in September. And as Fowler from Tuttons concludes, the positive effects of the Games may not be tangible right now, but could be set to hit the capital's restaurants in the long run. I'm thinking that there's a short-term, let's say a July effect, that is going to be quite painful for everybody in in our industry in central London. Um, But I think that there will be a tremendous bounce back, not only with people now realising that London is actually 
easier to travel around at the moment than it was before so they'll come back during the, the, the two weeks in between the Olympics and the Paralympics and then for the Paralympics and I think uh, also the, the, um, the events have showcased London so well uh, that there'll be a tremendous build up in the future and, and you know, more tourists coming back again. Okay, so you do think that restaurants might benefit from a lasting sort of legacy in that respect in terms of... Uh, well, I, I sincerely hope so, yeah, and I want to believe that, yeah. <laughs>